Did you know that nearly nine out of 10 home buyers say they'd use a buyer's agent when purchasing a home again? Buyer representation really matters when there's 111 to-dos. Visit Realtor.com slash Buyer Agent Toolkit and spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. In this special edition of the Real Trending Podcast, we're speaking to real estate leaders on what they're doing to minimize the impact of the coronavirus on their businesses. We'll talk about actions they're taking, lessons learned from 2008, and more. This is Tracy Velt, Editor-in-Chief of Content for Real Trends. Today, we're speaking with Hobie Hanna, President of Howard Hanna Real Estate Services. Welcome, Hobie. Thank you, Tracy. Yeah, well, thanks for getting on with me. I know this is a, a probably a really busy, stressful time for you right now. So let's talk a little bit about some of the immediate business steps your company has taken to um, lessen the impact. Sure. So, um, you know, we, from an immediate perspective, we feel um, sort of blessed that over the last four years through our leadership, we've, we've really been driving to build out our uh, our, our mobile platform and our technology platform throughout the company with partners with some great vendor partners and then some things we've developed internally. So the, you know, the, one of the challenges in 12 States is each state sort of having different rules of whether real estate's essential or not, but very early on we were able to reinforce and, and the training we've done for the last couple of years to make sure our agents knew that they had all the, the tools to work remotely or virtually within a transaction, whether that's, um, online contracts and forms and, and back-of-the-house systems, whether it's a CRM, whether it's uh, the ability to stay in contact with clients and customers and even some creativity of, of virtual showings and using Matterport and 3D imaging and really staying in front of the client and customer and being able to communicate. Um, so that, um, we put ourselves in a good marketing position coupled with um, doing a lot. We've, we've moved as a company to a lot of online education and training and we just ramped that up so that we've been able to stay in front of our salespeople, um, you know, during this time period and, and really communicate with them, make sure they're getting the education they need, giving them plans that they're accustomed to look at um, in terms of uh, going online and saying, here's a great marketing strategy or using our CRM through MoxieWorks, which gives, you know, daily updates of what you can be doing to, to contact more clients see your customer base and stay in, in touch with them and stay in front of them. So in that aspect, um, we feel really good about how we've been able to support our agents. Some immediate mm-hmm. steps, we, we, we have, um, because of that a belief that we can work very digitally, we have looked at some advertising reductions um, in, in terms of your traditional advertising print, some of our institutional advertising work, with the, working with those institutional advertising partners. We do a lot of, for example, billboard advertising and some sports marketing. Um, we've worked with those partners to – uh, to push those contracts or put push the spend back into the third and fourth quarter, uh, still still honor the contract rate and the spend spend we had committed to, um, but you know if nobody's driving around, billboard advertising isn't going to work as well. We you know right now uh, we've also yeah. worked with um, our we work with uh, TV stations that we work with institutionally. Um, and some of our other partners that are more traditional marketing, and in some cases using more of those dollars right now if we think that we might reach more people in their homes to to convey a message uh, or moving the dollars back to when the the market's a little more flush. Um, So those are are some things we've we've done on an immediate basis, um, you know, to to, to sort of put ourselves in a good position to, 
to communicate and service with our agents and our clients and, and still put ourselves in the ability to do business where, where we can. Okay. And now you haven't, have you done any renegotiation of leases or had to do any layoffs? Well, we just started with, um, with renegotiation with leases. Um, we, we began, I guess I'd say last week, um, with, um, with some of our, um, we have a handful of landlords uh, that are um, have uh, multi-office buildings. Some of that's come through acquisitions in, in the past, um, where in our strategy of acquisitions, we have uh, allowed the former owner to still own, you know, still be the landlord for us. We haven't worried about arm's length, which I know some companies frown on that after they do acquisitions. They want to separate that. But I think in this case, it's been beneficial because those those former owners of different companies um, have stepped up to the plate even before we called some of them and just said, hey, because they're still connected with us, they still play the role of chairman in many markets for us. And so they've come forward knowing what we're up against and said, hey, how can we how can we help with the leases? Uh, and then this week, just actually this morning, I've spent the, the morning, we sent some letters out to, sent letters out to landlords and reaching out to ones that we have personal relationships with because we are, a personal relationship business and just saying, you know, here's what we're, we're looking for in terms of some relief. Um, and uh, in most cases, what we've been doing is asking for some relief for the next three months and then um, either taking those lease payments across the, the balance of the year, being optimistic that we'll be, the economy will come back strong once we're able to all leave our homes. Um, or in some cases we've extended the, uh, the lease terms by a few months on the back end or even even six months in some cases. Um, so, and we found our landlords really apt to work with us and, you know, we're, they, they want us to stay, they want us to be there and, and be, you know, in the long term, good, solid, solid tenants like we always have been. So, Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, in the terms of layoffs, um, at this point in time, we have not, um, but we are, as we go deeper into this and we look at longer times, I mean, I'll be honest, we are looking at it. Um, and we're looking at uh, uh, one of the areas we're beginning to look at is as, as people in markets have worked remote or worked at home, we're looking at how we, we could furlough uh, some of those people that might be um, jobs they really can't fulfill um, from from home in, in different departments that, you know, and our hope is in some cases to, to furlough and, 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 you know, support with benefits for a period of time or the hope is just to bring people back, you know, that unfortunately the unknown, we've tried to hold off on any layoffs, but the unknown is, is really how long um, this um, stay at home order takes and goes in place. And, um, you know, and then look at, at what kind of activity we really see. So it's a, it's a, it's a balancing act because we, you know, we appreciate and love all the employees that we have with us, but, um, you know, in some cases it might have to, be, it might come down to part-time people or, or people in jobs that just can't be done remotely right now. So. Right. Yeah, definitely. And so you talked about communicating um, with agents and your brokers and, and leadership team. Tell me what tools are you using? Do you have like a weekly um, video that you send out or Zoom calls or tell me what, how you're communicating and how frequently? Well, you know, I think the, the one lesson we, we, for our management team looking um, uh, at the, we, we sort of went back and pulled out our, as best we could. Note, there's never been a market like this, but pulled out our playbook from 2008 and nine, and said, okay, what did we do effectively well uh, during the, the, the Great Recession? Um, there was definitely more housing, as we all recall, 
And we look back and we realize just at, at that playbook and at notes and reflection upon that time, um, we just realized that how important communication is first and foremost. So uh, we started out as this as this whole uh, you know virus was spreading, which we found a lot of communication. You know whether it was um, here's something we learned, a blog post, something new, because everything if we go back three weeks even everything was rapidly changing even day by day or hour by hour. And what we got into a little bit of a rhythm is that um, fortunately, um, you know, we, we are using uh, throughout the company Microsoft Teams um, for our offices. So what I would say is that very quickly all of our, um, all of our managers moved just from their own localized perspective, moved their, their in-office in sales meetings. We're still a company that believes in weekly sales meetings, but they've moved those to, uh, to meetings with Microsoft Teams online. The joke is, in some cases, we have better attendance <laughs> um, <laughs> online than we did in live meetings. Um, but they're having those regular meetings. It's throughout the different markets. It's either Monday or Tuesday. So every manager is having that that team meeting, uh, communicating what's happening out there on a regular basis. Um, then um, on top of that, our um, uh, our our sort of our lead, senior leadership team. We do a, we for three weeks now have done a daily briefing call, one at eight thirty in the morning and one at five thirty at night. Um, that's about ten people on the call just updating whether what's happening in North Carolina or what's happening in Virginia or Pennsylvania or Ohio. Just as so, it's it's really been helpful for those those market leaders in our team to hear what's happening in a different market and how we're reacting. And then we use that where our department heads give me data to come back to those people that I work with and say, let's focus on this. Here's some new marketing that's out there. So those meetings regularly take place. And then those market leaders have their leadership meetings beneath them. Um, and then, um, you know, one of the things we to get into a little bit of a rhythm, every Tuesday and third, Thursday, um, we, we created just in this time a new newsletter we didn't have before. We used to do a monthly good news newsletter we created something called town square which every tuesday and thursday goes out and it and it basically is a re um rehab it's one singular place mobile friendly that has everything that was maybe sent by different departments and and emails and good news stories and uh positive things that are out there plus links to to blog sites or marketing pieces just everything you could imagine that gets sent between a Thursday and then the following Tuesday is all compiled and put in one place that, that so therefore our agents and employees and managers can go back to and take a look at. Um, every Wednesday we have a, uh, a webinar that takes place on some training aspect that some leader in our company is giving for the entire company. We use Zoom for that uh, just because it allows for more people. And then on, we started last week on Fridays. Every Friday um, I will do a uh, what we're just calling a virtual town hall meeting and it's um, it went for two hours last week, the first one, and it's just basically using Zoom and ask any question you'd like and um, being as candid and straightforward as I can to answer every question because we found that, you know, that's just uh, the agents just want to know leadership's there and people are there and they're, and that we're all in this together. And, and you know, any, the rule is you get an email from an agent somewhere, please respond back to them, even if it's I don't have an answer for you, just to know that we're all in this together and, and communicating. So. Um, the more communication we can do, the better. And we're even seeing fun things. I know Friday afternoon there were at least seven offices without throughout our whole footprint that were having uh, uh, afternoon uh, virtual cocktail parties. I guess you'd say. Okay. And uh, yeah. you know, and you know, we are a company that works hard and plays hard. So I know 
a bunch of us were popping in on virtual cocktail parties on on a Friday afternoon. A little different form of cocktail party, but it, but it was fun. And so just, you know, to have a little brevity and, and not everything, we're all diving into this trying to make uh, – make the company as strong and supportive and communicative as par- possible, but also trying to have some, some levity and, and laugh and smile and w- know that it's all going to get better on the other side. So Yeah, definitely. Well, those are all great ideas. Um, obviously, this is much different than the 2008 downturn, and you mentioned that one of the things that you um, kind of was a lesson learned or helped you lead through that time was communication. Is there anything else that you learned or that helped you lead through this current time that you learned through the 28, uh, 2008 downturn? Yeah, you know, I, I think we have a lot of, uh, lo- I could say this, our whole senior management team at Howard Hanna Company uh, was part of our team in some capacity during the downturn, whether they were um, from a leadership capacity, whether they were uh, an agent who, who at that point in their career saw what we were doing, whether they were um, uh, regional managers, managers of offices, or even in the same position as the state president today. So when, when we looked and saw this and we looked at the forecasting of, of sales drop that we could assume, I would say that, you know, going and taking a look at, from a marketing perspective, what was necessary and what wasn't, there really wasn't a lot of teeth gnashing. It was a lot of, hey, we've been through this before and we know where we can get results and where we can support our agents and customers. And, you know, so looking at, at just your financial statement and looking at your P&L, our team was, you know, if anything, it's a challenge. It's funny when your CFO has to come back and say, I think your team's going too deep, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, that, that they, we can give a little back. That's not typically what happens between the sales organization and the CFO. But, um, you know, we were, we, we were really quickly and, and nimbly across the, the size of market we're in, we're able to look and say, hey, these are some expenses that we know that we, we don't need to put in place right now. Um, you know, we, uh, so we were able, cause that's a big effect, you know, in a lot of cases, our biggest fixed costs as, as brokerage firms are, um, you know, office buildings and people, uh, and then you can move to your variable costs, but it's how quickly you do move to those variable, variable costs of marketing, advertising, supplies, you know, having nobody complaining that we're not, you know, that we're going to travel and entertainment and other expenses. We just have to put on curtail right now. And, and, you know, in 2008, People were, they knew it was happening, but maybe our team wasn't as aggressive with it. I think today they were like, hey, we can get through this and we know that the market's going to come back when it comes back. I think the other thing is the agents are reflective of that. And, you know, we're a big listing company. So we were very uh, proactive during 2008 and nine, is saying, hey, there might be fewer sales, but we've got to control the listing inventory. And that same thing's taking place today. Whereas I will tell you, our offices, are very focused with their agents and so are our agents on how to make sure we maintain that, that listing inventory. How do we make sure that we're reaching out to people and saying, you might not really want to be on the full blown market until um, we're all out of of being sequestered, but let's take listing contracts. Now let's get them under agreement. Let's work with our sellers to, if you are home, get your house ready to show, get your house ready. You know, whether it's the little projects that you would, you, you would put off, that are going to maximize value, cleaning out closets, cluttering, cleaning the garage, that when we, if we come out of this, no matter when it is, that the house is, is really ready to show and uh, so we can maximize that value. So we've been very focused on listings. Um, and I guess the last thing I'd say is we've gone back to some programs that we think are unique at Howard Hanna uh, and really dusted them off and repackaged them. So one, which is a consumer program, 
is our 100% money-back guarantee. And so we're really leading with our advertising saying, you know, if you buy a house during this time, because there are still people buying houses, um, or if you're nervous or leery or whatever it may be, at Howard Hanna, if you buy a home, we'll buy it back from you for 100% of what you paid for uh, if you're not happy in the first year that you're there. And we think we'll push that as a confidence builder even as we get back into the market, um, and we're buoyed by that. Two is that, uh, you know, it, it, that I would say that from a customer, consumer and agent, as we found in, in, the, in the recession, is having a mortgage company um, and a mortgage bank like we do, we're leading with that. We've gone out to our lenders to make sure we have capacities. We know all mortgage companies are busy, but increasing capacity for our ability to lend, working with um, really diligently behind the scenes, working with a lot of our investors to get the best product we can, maintaining best rates that we can, and um, – you know, I would say our mortgage title and insurance groups have been on overload getting every deal they can closed uh, in this time for, their custom, for our customers and being really responsive. So it, it sort of has, in, just as in 2008, it, we are seeing lenders who are shy away. We are seeing title companies saying they don't want to close right now. And knowing that our agents are, um, you know, that they've got deals, it's, it's one the customer needs to get their deals closed for a multitude of reasons financially. And it's also making sure we're supporting our agents by using our in-house companies to get deals financed, closed, and, and moved, moved to the next level. Um, so we really focused on that. And then the third thing is, you know, we know agents are nervous. And we know that, you know, um, most agents aren't going to be able to apply, I don't think, for unemployment benefits because they're independent contractors. And with all the different stimulus, it's a question of what, what agents are going to receive if their business is down and they're not doing well. So we've always had a program internally we call Income Advantage, which is a, a um, it's a draw against your commissions. It's an advance against your commissions with a formula that we use. Uh, we've always self-funded that. And um, usually your enroll, the enrollment date's like February 15th every year for our agents. Well, we uh, announced about three weeks ago that we were extending the enrollment date till April 15th. And, um, you know, we've, and, and you know, we're, we're taking the bet that if our agents need, whether it's, $500 a month or $3,000 a month of, of, of just a steady paycheck on the 15th of the month. We've extended that and we're, you know, making sure we give our, our team time to be able to, uh, um, you know, uh, you know, we'll give them the time to pay us back because we know that the closings will come and the deals will come and it's a way of, of helping the independent contractor have a little bit of stability. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, so, a lot, there are a lot of obviously smaller brokers out there who are really very concerned. So what advice do you have for those brokers? It's a great question um, because I, uh, I think – it's a great question. I, I think the advice I'd have is that the, the first thing is that, um, you know, is communication on any level, um, whatever style. I think I've seen a lot of smaller brokers. I've, I've seen agents or with smaller brokers reaching out to some of our managers looking for, is this what I should do or shouldn't do? Um, I, I think some smaller brokers make the mistake of, of not using all the tools at their disposal to communicate with their salespeople. The salespeople are with any broker, in my opinion, because of leadership and because of the values of a company. Otherwise, it would just agents would just go to whoever paid the highest commission, and that's not always the case. And I think that, you know, looking at a lot of small brokers and maybe um, the communication piece is number one. I think number two is that um, is looking at um, is spending time at this point not just to work 
um, in the business but work on it? Um, what are you doing with your landlords? You know, how are you best servicing um, your agents? How are you making sure your deals are getting closed? Uh, have you invested in the right technology or the wrong technology? Can you negotiate with some of your vendors that you're using um, at this period of time to offset some costs so you have some cash flow coming in? Um, those would be all all items that I would say would be recommendations. Um, you know, and then um, you know it's 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 going to be a challenging time, and I and I think that's what's different here from the housing recession. Um, the, the one aspect is we, we're all sitting here without, you know, March we had all companies had business that was written that, that closed at the end of March. The question is April is how far off is people's written business going to be? We'll all have closings this month. You you can look and whether you're a big broker or a small broker, you, you sort of, even if 20% of the deals you were prote- you're expecting to close fell through because people got laid off or they lost their, you know, uh, some kind of confidence or whatever it may be. So I think if you look at your pendings, you figure somewhere between 80 to 90% of that's going to close. The question is how many deals are going to get written this month? Are we going to be off 50% new written business that affects in April that affects us in May? And then how long are we still in living in this type of, of environment? How long does that take till June? And that's not to be scary, but I think if you're not looking at that cash flow basis, versus what your fixed expenses are and where and what you have to do, um, that this is a time to be analyzing that. This is a time to be addressing that. Um, because at least in the 2008-9 housing crisis, sales dropped, but there were still sales happening. You could still hustle and go out on a, you know, on a, on a Monday morning and call your clients, customers, work with investors, look at short sales, look at, at working with banks for foreclosure opportunities. There were things you could get up every day to create an opportunity. We're sort of in this, in this uh, depending on what state you're in, we're in this market where, you know, in New York and Pennsylvania, um, you're not even, they're not making edicts that you, they don't, want, they don't even want you listing houses, even if it's virtually and online right now, uh, until this uh, stay-at-home order is done, which sort of doesn't make sense to me, but that's what some of the, the, the edicts are coming out from state associations. So, yeah. Um, you know, it just is, uh, it's scary in that sense because it's no one saying, hey, this will all be back to work April 30th, April 15th, May 1st, May, June 1st. It's it's sort of until we get this, the, the, the virus, you know, sort of leveled out and flattened out. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know if anybody yeah. knows when that's going to change. You know, so. No, right, definitely. So my last question is just let's set the numbers aside for a moment and tell me how, how are mm-hmm. you feeling right now? Oh, you know, um, right now, today, I feel pretty energized. I feel like we're, I wake up in the morning, and I feel like one day closer to this all being over. I feel um, I, I, it's amazing. I get sales reports and listing reports uh, from the weekend this morning, and I see traffic on our website has increased um, even this weekend over last weekend. Uh, so from a perspective of thinking that people are still thinking about housing and, and looking at their housing options and needs, I, I feel positive. Um, I feel like I've got an incredible team um, and, and I'm blessed and thankful that we do because I don't know if I could do it all by myself and I know I couldn't. And uh, I know that we've got a team that's wake, that woke up this morning energized to, to take care of our agents, our customers, our employees, and everybody involved in any transactions that Howard had on So I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm an optimistic by nature, um, you know, and that's me today and that's me in the thick of it. I will say if you asked me that question last night around eight or nine o'clock, 
And, you know, I heard the president say that we're, uh, you know, we're in this until April 30th. Um, you know, there are times I sort of, it brings me down a little bit because I don't know when we can just get back to normal and get back to, to being able to do business. And even if business is off because of consumer confidence or because we're in a recession or because we're, I, I feel like, hey, I can, I can, I can overcome those obstacles. I can put my plan in place. It's right now best laid plans. If, if a sales force and a consumer base isn't even allowed to leave their home and actually transact, um, that, that's what, that's what sort of can knock my wind out. But I, I do feel pretty good. I feel that, and I feel fortunate that, that is the size and scope of a company that we have, even though we're big, we are nimble enough that we've been able to move pretty quickly, uh, make decisions, uh, act as entrepreneurs. And so I, I feel good about the position my company's in um, uh, throughout all this, but it, but it is, uh, it's a lot of long days and a lot of long nights. So Yeah, it's definitely unsettling for sure. So Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining Real Trends today. We really appreciate you. your time and all of your um, advice as well. So thank you. And, and thanks for all the articles and, and podcasts and, and uh, research and white papers that, Real Trends as a collective group puts out because, uh, you know, keep keep sharing all the things you are because it helps it helps all of us sort of uh, navigate this time. So yeah, well, great. That's we'll, what we'll we try to do. Together. So, so thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you have a great day. You too, Tracy. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Bye bye.